This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahidi, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are Good you Good morning. I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. Good week. We did this, this heat wave that we were supposed to have. Did materialize did, in your eyes? It didn't really materialize. It was at least, hot. At least for, I mean, it was, it was warm, but it wasn't unbearable. I mean, not like other places. What was it? Palm Springs got up to 124 or something? Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, yeah. along the coast, I mean, it was nice. I, I saw a thing that said Death Valley was within 10 degrees of its all-time high. What? What? Why is that so, relevant? Yeah, and why is that news? So your point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like they. I think they said that uh, Palm Springs um, beat its beat its record that had stood for 82 years or something, and it was the record was like 123. So. Wow. But we went we went to the beach I guess Wednesday night and it was chilly. Yeah, down it, at the water. It, it kind of gets heavier. Despite whatever. how warm it was yeah. inland, it was it was downright chilly as the sun got ready to set. Well, Idlewild hit a new high of 96 yesterday, breaking the old record by smashing it by 6 degrees. Mm. And the other places were warm. Borrego, Indio 119, 119, Thermal Palm Springs all 119. So, probably would not have been a good time to be out Playing, golfing, doing anything outside in the desert. Well, the only thing you'd be doing is watering the plants that were in pots. And hydrating oneself. Oneself as well. One would hope. Yeah, I got home last night. My tomatoes were a little little peaked. Help me. me. Yeah, so I went through and watered (laughs) everything. By the the time dinner was over, you couldn't tell that anything had happened to them. They they looked looked very nice. Well, the, the onshore breeze came in. It was very cool. That was a beautiful evening. It was a gorgeous evening. Each of the hot days. Yeah. Yeah. Kept the house closed during the day and opened it up when I got home. That's did old-fashioned cooling system. Turned a strong fan on and blew the hot air out and drew the cool air in. Yeah, still have not turned on the air conditioning yet this season. So hopefully that'll keep. It's supposed to stay warm for another couple of days, and then it's supposed to cool down into the middle of the next week. I thought week. it was cooling down yesterday. Well, it is cooling. It's still warm. Yeah. But on a chart, as, it's actually gone down a As my neighbor would say, por qué no los... No, no los dos. We can do both. Oh. It is still warm and still cooling. Sh- Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, there you go. Schrodinger's <laughs> They're perfect. Um, but it's supposed to get hot again next weekend. And maybe I still haven't planted my squash that I was going to do as it warmed up earlier in the month. We, from, from seed or? Well, that's or what I was warm. going to do. I have a oh. good collection of vegetable seed. seeds. and But every day that it's not put in the soil is another day that it's. Not growing. Not growing. growing. Thank you. Yeah. My corn actually has recovered from the fertilizer burn, and it's doing quite well. (laughs) (laughs) That was the triple 16 you threw out? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of throwing it at the base, I just kind of threw it out over the corn and it gets stuck in the 
So it's not quite like the it's not like the grow power. We say you don't have to worry about burning with no. this. But you know, it's funny. My my dad used to do that. He would. My mom would get so irritated with him. He would come home with a big bag of fertilizer, and he'd just go out in the backyard and Start throw it all over it. the place. And like a week later, everything's burned. And then um, three weeks after that, it's like boom, everything's just growing. Patience, like patience, <laughs> yeah. just wait. So, but no, but you know what's funny? The the corn that's growing the fastest is the popcorn. The popcorn's a good foot foot and a half taller than the rest of the stuff, and it all went in at the same time. Hmm. Are you actually going to harvest it? Shuck that corn and make popcorn. I was going to let Blake do that. I okay. thought he might get a kick out of that. And I was t- I was telling Blake that when when I was a kid, we, we used to we we used to get seed for strawberry popcorn. Do you remember that? It, w- it was really short ears. Well, I remember seeing the strawberry popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really short ears and burgundy red kernels. And my grandmother always had it um, around Thanksgiving, and she would use it as a table decoration. And at at my grandparents' house, where we would always go for Thanksgiving dinner, once dinner was done, my grandmother and my mom and any any other women that were there would get up and clear the table, and all the guys would stay at the table. I know it's old school, um, but talking men things, talk, <laughs> talking, talking men things, and my grandfather would reach over and he'd pick up one of the little ears of popcorn, and he'd pop a couple of the kernels off of it and put it in a spoon and then hold the spoon over a candle and when the pop when the kernels would pop they would fly across the room and i just thought that was the most hilarious thing that is not something you could do while the voices of reason were in the room so you had to wait for (laughs) every voice of reason to walk out of the room for you to do such i couldn't do it today yeah so uh, (laughs) but fond fond memories uh let's see we're getting towards the end of Getting towards the end of June already, which seems hard to believe, and throw it out there right now just to let everybody know, both of the stores are going to be closed on July 4th, which is right around the corner. Yeah, it is. We are also just a couple of days away from that longest day, are we not? It's the we 19th? Are. No, it's the 22nd, I think. Yeah, that's next okay. Mon- okay. Monday night or Tuesday. A few, a few yeah. days. Then. Right. Yeah, a few days. Yeah. Uh, you know what else uh, kicks off this time of the year? I do well, not. Poinsettia season. Oh. This is when the growers are putting putting up their cuttings for uh, yeah, holiday poinsettias. Christmas. Wow. And I, was, I feel like it was yesterday that we were, we were shuffling them around the store in Poway, and, and I'm sure down in Point Loma. Just, correct. Th- just tons of them everywhere. It, that wasn't yesterday? Yeah. yeah it was close. Seems like it. Um, oh, my Lord. But it was, it, it was, it was, it, I was reading an article in, a, in an email version of one of the, one of the trade publications that that I get, oh my gosh, the protocol that they have to go through to grow poinsettias is it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing amount of work. And you have, and you know, you when you dedicate that much of your greenhouse space to one crop, yeah, you got to make it, it right. You, you got to yeah. get it right, right? Because otherwise, it's going to be bad news. Uh, but yeah, the, between the, the the disinfecting and the and the planting and it, it it's yeah. I didn't realize how much work it was to to put together a, a point set of crop, but it's a it's a tremendous amount of work. And so, uh, yeah, and, a, and they it's a lot of greenhouse space and for such a short window. Yeah. It all has right. to be timed perfectly because right. you don't get to I mean, sell it year round. You know, it's not something that the leftovers in February people yeah, are clamoring yeah. to get. Poinsettias right. are not worth much on December twenty sixth, right? Right, so, or twenty fifth for that matter. But um, 
uh, in that same publication, there was an interesting article about uh, tomato, show, show them tomato, the picture, Ken. Tomato leaf girl. I'll show you the picture. Um, and it was it's a picture of tomatoes with lots of curly foliage on it. And it was they determined it was two four D or dicamba damage. Really? And they so the article was on on spray drift, which we talk about drift. We yeah. talk about drift when you're but when you're spraying. How many times when you've brought that up to somebody who's had a tomato leaf that looks like that, say they've never yeah, they don't ever spray. Yep, they don't used spray. herbicides in their yard. Yeah. In this article, it, they talk about a tomato grow a commercial tomato grower who had who had damage yeah. on their crops, and it, they determined that it was from a railroad that had sprayed the that had sprayed along the right. easement over a hundred yards away. So that's how far. It that's how far yeah. it can travel. So it's dr- it, when it drifts, it truly drifts. And to, yeah. and they they did say that tomato tomatoes are extremely sensitive, sensitive to two four D and dicamba, but that's you know that that's why we tell people. Just and be, for those of you who are unaware, aware, that's what's the primary ingredients in most of in the broadleaf broad weed, weed killers. In the broadleaf weed killers for for your lawn. Interesting. And a lot of people have lawns. Right up next to yeah, where, next where to their gardens or, grown, fr- yeah, or, or their tomatoes or yeah. And, and how many times have we been told that their gardener or somebody came by and used a a broadcast spreader to spread the right. dry formulas of two four D onto the lawn, and and that's an easy way to get it to drift. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, and the the weed and feeds for lawns. I Drop I'm not spread. a big I'm not a big fan of them. I, I, you know, it sounds it sounds convenient, but you're 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 paying a price for that convenience because everywhere where that drops out of the spreader and it doesn't land on a weed, it's wasted. You, it, it's not going to do anything. It's kind of well, it's kind of the same way with a, like a hose end sprayer. With the you spray the entire lawn to get rid of the weeds. Yeah, Mo, you know, Isolate the we, the weeds the weeds are probably only a small percentage of your lawn, so. The majority of what you're spraying just goes to waste. It's a good point. Unless it drifts yeah. onto your vegetables, and then yeah, then, it, then that's <laughs> you've got a whole other problem going. Well, that <clears throat> is one of the questions that people often ask when they're that I ask or that we ask of our customers when they're trying to get rid of weeds selectively. Let us assume now that you have been successful and removed all of the weeds. How much of your lawn is going to be left? If you're going to have to reseed or resod then there's probably no point in trying to be selective. True. So if the right. weeds have taken over an area, then maybe you just go yeah. wipe it all out and start over in that area, if you're going to have to anyway. Yeah, that's Because sometimes the weeds are most of the lawn. Yeah, that's the green part well, of it. Well, it's the domesticated weeds that yeah. make the back, back or the front attractive, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now in the backyard is the, the weeds are the greenest part of yeah. or part of my lawn. I've been having that discussion <laughs> with my folks these last few weeks and it's we're going to enjoy the green weeds and just water well, we them. just we just put a new fescue lawn in it and i did everything you know in i ideally i did everything right as by far the as, book well you know wipe let it water got it all tilled did everything and then watered it so that the weeds came up yes. killed the weeds watered it the weeds came up killed the weeds three separate times to make sure that i get rid of them Put the lawn in, and there's more purslane coming up right now that we well we could eat for. Months. I was going to say you could eat that. We could eat for months and have high omega three. We must have hit a temperature uh, this last 
couple of weeks because I was noticing when I got home yesterday in my lawn these red patches, mm-hmm. which was the purslane. Right. And, and there's uh, tons germinating. Of it. And, and it was, you know, a quarter of a half an inch tall, right. but it was ton. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, where that actually, gophers. that gets. That gets big. It if does. You, if you let it grow, it turns into we, a We sell a seeds. At, uh, uh, I think it's botanical interest. Does the, the golden purslane. This was very red. Yeah, I don't the red know, one, right? Yeah, and it was that's coming the, up mostly where, the, the, where wow. the clear dirt was from the gophers, mm. which I continue to battle. Haven't gotten to any. Still having issues with them? Constantly. Interesting. Yeah. We've been having squirrel issues, but uh, the, the we're now having a lot of coyotes just walk across the property far earlier than normal. I mean, while having dinner at 6, the coyotes are just meandering around the property going, oh, wow. are any more of those squirrels you left out? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, George, you and I were talking yesterday about tomato, another problem with tomatoes, curly top. Yeah, the curly top uh, can be a, a beat virus. Yeah. Right. It's a Isn't vibe. Curly Top a comedian? No, you're thinking oh. of Carrot Top. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so. wrong, wrong vegetable. Wrong, wrong vegetable. Um, but it's they, vectored by an insect, but nonetheless, it, there, there's in one of our disease books for tomatoes at the nursery, it talks about it uh, being uh, a disease virus, rather, that comes from beets. Do, yeah. Do you so see you, it you, that often? I, I haven't. I'm I haven't. not quite. Yeah, I'm not, I, you know, I, w- I would argue that we, if when you see the curly top, it's prob- more likely to be the herbicide right. drift than it's going to be the beet. Yeah. But I don't know that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. When you went through the tomato art- article on the 2,4-D damage, I thought you were going to say it was coming up through the mulch from using clippings from a lawn that had had 2,4-D used on it. No. I did not did it see mention anything that in anywhere in there? No, I didn't see anything I know in there about it. at the... At Miramar, they used to have caution signs or warning signs saying that there could be right, problems with that in the, from, yeah. in the mulch. And I, well, who I, knows what's in that mulch? I know, exactly I know it persists, but I don't know if it, what, what at what how. level and what, yeah. 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 What, what I can tell you is that there's no palm fronds and there's no bamboo in it. That you know of. That I know, cause they, if they, if they, I know for Very a fact little. that if they, if they, if you go in and you say you're, you're taking it to the green recycling and if you, if they see bamboo, they won't let. No, you, I got. They won't let you turned go away there. once years ago by the. Well, I didn't get guard. turned away. I had to go. To, I had to go and dump it in the. So you had dump. to pay. You had to I pay. Had to pay. Go, oh, I yeah. wouldn't do that. So well, I got so, turned. I got turned away. <laughs> so somebody else got your bamboo. Well, I took. Yeah, it, I took exactly. it all and put it in the curb. I put it in the curbside and let them take it to themselves, not to me. the same spot. Yeah, <laughs> to the same place. Yes. There you go. <laughs> hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. 
They all knew my name No one recognized me I didn't look the same But it's all right now I learned my lesson well You see, you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, interesting plant that we got into the store. I don't know if you guys have them in, in San Diego or not. The the popcorn cassias? Oh, uh, I mean the one that has the fragrance, the smell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That smells I don't know if we have them in now. We we have had them typically. Yeah, we, 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 had, a, we had a few gallons. Um, uh-huh. We had a few gallons out in the vegetable section. And it's weird. You've... You, yeah. Rub the foliage. It smells just like popcorn. And apparently the flowers smell just like yeah. popcorn. Oh, is that, I thought it was called popcorn cassia because when the when seed pods ripen, they pop. And you can hear them popping across the yard. And they spread their seed. I didn't know they smelled. Oh, no. It, smell, it, it smells like popcorn. It smells like popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Not like the popcorn Ken had as wonder, a child at Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is yeah. different. No, this I is wonder. actually edible popcorn. Um, That's what I was wondering. No, you can't put that in the spoon over the fire. I don't think so. And we don't want to advocate that you try this at home because it could be dangerous. Yeah. No, but it's a, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really pretty plant too. It is. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was out talking to Tim about it, and he mentioned it, and I, well, what's the deal with that? And he said, he said, rub the, rub the foliage and smell it, and it, it, sure enough, it, it, it smells just like popcorn. Interesting. I'm now I have to rethink. The cassia at my neighbor's house that I hear popping seeds all the time, I've always thought that was popcorn, but maybe it's totally unrelated. It might. I, I'm guessing it is. So. Uh, and yeah. also out in the vegetable section, something new that I hadn't seen before is the Chinese two-tone spinach. Have you seen that? No, so it's, I it's haven't. A, it's it's uh, no amaranth oh. spinach. Uh, it's green foliage, but the center of the foliage is red. It sounds pretty. It, it's it is, it's, it's actually it's a very it's, it's a very attractive looking plant. Looking plant. Um, as far as the flavor is concerned, I haven't tried it. I, just I saw I, it out I, there. I, I, I pulled a leaf off and tried it. It's um, you got to mix. It's a little it's a little tangier than regular spinach. So I love yeah. I love fresh spinach. Yeah, no, I hear it, you. It's a this is a it's a little bit tangier. It's not bad. So, so to help everybody at home, put this on the Kenneth taste scale <laughs> with beets to the far left as down to nothing. And what would be your favorite food from the garden? Probably tomatoes. Okay, so we have beets on the far left and tomatoes on the far right, representing zero and ten. Where is two-tone spinach? Mm, I'm gonna say like a six. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's more yeah. than halfway up the chart. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 not bad. I like I said, it's, it's not bad. It's just it's a it, if you if you're gonna get it and you're expecting it to be just like regular green spinach, it's not. It's a, it's a little bit different, a little bit tangier than just regular spinach, but it's it's good. Yeah. And did I, you check its nutrient density? No, I did not. I did not look Sorry. into any of that. Yeah, uh, I don't eat my food like that. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, which is a problem. You don't graph it and chart it? And no. See. Okay. Typically, I don't care. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. Yeah. Well, you do care. Uh, not yeah, care enough so. to look for its nutrient no, density. Either you like it or you don't. Correct. That's caring. Fair enough. Okay. And you were doing some research yesterday, George, about rue. 
Well, I, I stumbled upon it. I wasn't. I didn't start out that oh. way. I was looking at things for the. Um, I'm ruining the day yeah, already. Uh, for the, for butterfly gardens and and. That's right. That's where yeah, it came. And, it's, and, and it's, I stumbled upon it. And, and my my daughter lives up in the Central Valley, and she has a bunch of it. She loves it. I I. What never does she gave, do with it? She loves. No, it's just a plant in the yard. Oh, as okay. An attractive I was going to say because yeah, it, it, it used it to reeks. be used. It used to be used in a lot of recipes, but it has some toxicity. And they're you know old days maybe, but it's recommended you don't eat it. But well, it, it flowers. It's it's a a low water, uh, drought tolerant plant, short lived perennial, like five years, I think it said. But it brings in swallowtails. Yeah, and which so it's very, surprised me. Yeah, and that's what caught my eye about bringing in swallowtails to add to our butterfly listic collection. So there actually is a, something useful. Something useful about it. <laughs> um, well, but then there was also that snake bite remedy where they mixed rue and um, oleander. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as an antidote. Yeah, I, I, which accelerated the poison and took <laughs> exactly. care of the pain very quickly. Okay, yeah. And then you were, you're done. The, yeah. the snake bite doesn't hurt anymore. Who was the – was it, was it, it was a Greek philosopher or something that came yes, up with it, that. Uh, Oh, I forgot who it was. The Elder. Um, Pliny. Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. So, yeah, you mix uh, – the, the late. The late. <laughs> yeah. You mix rue with oleander and it'll take care, it'll of, take your care of your snake, snake bite. bite. Yeah. Do we suggest that nobody tries this at home? Yes. yes. I think our listeners are wise enough to to not try that at home okay. without us. What about that one listener? Well, I'm here right now. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> and you don't listen. I don't listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the Wednesday wisdom that you put up was, spiders. was quite interesting about spiders. It was so cute. What'd you learn, David? Well, that that spider was cute. And then that spider is a little jumping spider in my backyard. Cute little guy. I didn't learn anything from it because I didn't read it. I looked at the picture and I moved and on. You were but, di- so like, norm, like your normal. That's yes, exactly yes. what I did. By the way, but didn't I, wasn't there a comment about there was either a, was well, there was, some kind of comment about it? Did it create a problem with somebody or something? Oh no, 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 no. no, no. It's only, actually only happy spider lovers. Yeah, I, I actually okay. pushed it over to the San Diego Spider Society on Facebook. Uh, a bunch of uh, like-minded people, I guess that. that don't fear the spiders and, and try to get you know maintain them and take care of them. It's not not, a, that's not a song. Not a song. By it's not a song. Don't fear the spiders. Um, no. the, one of the interesting interesting things about spiders is that they believe there's a study in uh, Science of Nature, a report that came out in 2017 that said spiders eat probably eat more meat than all of humans. That they eat somewhere between four million and eight hundred million tons. Of meat they as were a predator, not taking into account Mark Mahady and David Ross when they they did that study, they didn't get you were, on they, a good night. On a good yes. night, yes. On a, and, and, That's so, at the Frontier Hotel. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so they are yes. they are great predators in your garden. So, what what prompted this particular Wednesday wisdom was uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've had customer from I have uh, customers come in asking. To what kill. to kill spiders because yeah. they're all over. I've got spiders in my citrus tree, or there are spiders in my vegetable right. garden. How do I kill them? And I said, "You don't. Well, why? Yeah. And they and and they weren't afraid of them. They were they were well. They're eating my plants, and mm, so that's not. why I decided yes. to do this one because they're they're carnivores. Spiders no. are our friends. Spiders exactly. are good. I, it's yeah hard to tell people that. And and when you walk through a web, that's what you want to do yeah. is to get well, rid but of they, them. And they weren't afraid of that part of it. They actually just thought that they were destroying uh, their plants. Yeah, and and, and uh, the, yeah, the number of insects that they eat. I mean it. The we range be, of insects. Would, I mean, would be the planet not, would be overrun with insects. If not we didn't that have you spiders. want to kill spiders, but I'm, um, there is really isn't any. Most of the insecticides will probably take care of spiders, right? But I none would of think them, so. none of them really list that, which is fine. Well, I mean, as a contact, it will, but you'd have yeah. to, you know, yeah. hit them. Right, right, right. right. But it's like I, 
tell people it's like I mean, they don't put spiders on me because they. I mean, we don't we don't want to kill spiders, really. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Unless and they do spider a good mites. thing. Well, right, Which, right. Absolutely, spider mites differently. But regular, yeah. you know, regular garden yeah. spiders are very useful in the garden, and and they yes. do get. They do I mean, a they, job. They're aggressive, and they will eat. You know, good guys once in a while. I have a couple photos of some bees being devoured by um, by some spiders. Right. But, but, but that said, the number of bad guys, if you will, or, you know, bad insects that are detrimental to your garden that they consume is huge. Correct. You know, I'm getting better about walking down to let the chickens out in the morning. With your hands up? And well, yeah, I'm not as paranoid about it, and I get spider webs on me. I'm not going oh, nuts trying to oh, God. walk sure through the, the nursery at there. 6 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't bother me. I'm more concerned. Yeah, I yeah. get more concerned walking out in early with, with snakes than I am of spiders. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I walk through the web. I just you know brush it off my face and move on. But if I don't, you worry about the spider that's right behind there heading into your no, ear. No, 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 no. That's what I think about. Yeah. And the, the snakes, you know where they are. Well, yeah, I, I think about all those things. <laughs> I just I'm don't afraid of everything. I just don't go outside. Well, it's, yeah, exactly. So the, 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 the bottom line uh, that I put on here that came from the University of California Integrated Pest Management basically said um, protect spiders in your garden because they, they prey on insects and other pests. Uh, most spiders observed in the open during the day are not likely to bite you or cause lasting harm if they do. Spiders who bites may require you to seek medical attention, spend most of their time hidden. Right. And, and, that, and, that, and that, that, that can be a problem. Uh, people that uh, have... Gardening shoes that they leave outside. Yep. Black widows love to get into dark places like that. So if you leave shoes we are, outside, we are creating a group of people that now are not going to go outside anymore. <laughs> if you if you leave shoes outside, doesn't hurt to uh, shake them out before you stick you your know, foot in. You don't it. stick your foot I in. Keep from lizards. My, my shoes and my boots in the garage, and I just rub my feet when I put my feet in. I kind of expand them and rub them around in case there's something in there. I'll squish it, and then I don't have to worry about it. What if it's something larger than a, an insect, like a frog or a, you know, a scorpion never, or never something? Counted a I, frog. I've, I, I've left them out and found little frogs in the shoes and, I, and lizards. I did get elbow damage once from a scorpion. Um, I was in the garage doing something, and I was reaching over for something, and there was a little baby scorpion there, and I quickly pulled my arm back to get it away and I hit my elbow on the wall. It really <laughs> probably hurt. would have been better off having the scorpion. I, I would have been. I would have been, yes. I wasn't that smart. Uh, that time. You know, well, with the spiders and the webs, no, they're not eating the plants, but the spider webs yeah, accumulate well, hold, debris, Yes, which is sometimes where... Spider mites or and other, other insects. Yeah. Pests will get a foothold, yes. So cleaning that debris out Jet is stream not of water. That's exactly, I, I yeah. recommend that. I mean, go out there. I mean, if you can do it. A jet stream of water is useful. Yeah, just yeah. just go hose it out, and the spider will come back and start Correct. again, and yeah, and protect your garden from all the pests. Now you had another statistic in there too. Uh, if spiders did decide to start eating humans, how long? Oh, would yeah, we last? I didn't put it in this article, but we we were talking yeah. about. Oh, it. this is interesting. Yes, they said that with if if spiders decided to eat people, thank God that they don't. Uh, but I think I've seen a movie like that as a child. Um, Was Vincent Price in it? Oh, yes, but that's actually included that in here. I had to help me, help me, but no one spoke to it. Um, they said that in about a year, it take 12 months, and the spiders could just devour the human race. I have, okay, I can't wrap my head around that one, but okay, a, a year, that's yep, all? Yep. Would they be selective? Uh, you mean like if you've 
if you had a spider in that human race. Well, no, what I meant was if if you were had a spider in your home and you carefully took it outside and set it down, that that spiders would not eat you. Okay, maybe we could create an army. Guts. Do you want to finish that in a in a minute? I would love or not. That. I think it's pretty much <laughs> done. Spider done. Army. I He's thought done. you were telling me I was done, but I got you. We must be yeah. at a yes, we, we are. are. We are at a break. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahidi, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. And did you want to finish your story? Well, no, we could do this. But instead of talking about the what spiders eat, when we get a chance, we'll talk about what maybe we have harvested from the gardens. What we eat. This but, week, okay. yes. As opposed to the spiders. I'm very excited about that, but we can't leave all no, we have people, we have people on there. people on the line we need to talk to, and we're going to go to Pacific Beach where Bruce is waiting. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning, guys. Good show as always. Thank you. Yeah, I got a question. I mean, I called a couple of weeks ago and I asked about it, but I, like a like a dummy, I didn't write it down. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. I'll remember. I don't need to write this down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, then my wife's going, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We go home and uh, after the show and we say, do you remember on the show where we said something because a customer's asking about it and we have to clarify what we might have heard on the show? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's about hydrangeas and everything. Uh, uh, what, what product do you use to get rid of the uh, mildew uh, spots on it? I would think any, any good uh, fungicide. Like a rose and flower fungicide yeah, would be if you, fine. If you have one for your roses, you can use that. If you are purchasing one, I think I would get the Immunox. I think Mr. Allman has a differing opinion down there. Well, I would, I would use copper, but... That, yeah, copper's right. That's yeah. what copper's, I would tell you. Copper's not bad. And that's because what you just said, if you have, and I always have copper because I use it on my fruit trees. I was giving you the opening to say neem oil. I wasn't even going to let you say copper. Ah. I, I, I wouldn't have thrown that out to you if I knew you were going to say you copper. You could also use neem oil. Okay. <laughs> Immunox, <laughs> copper, neem oil. Uh, the safer fungicide would probably work, too. Sulfur. Sulfur. That's a sulfur. Yeah. You've got to be careful with the heat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the uh, Nemuide, how do you spell that? I-M-M-U-N-O-X. Is there just one? There's one M. 
I M U N. There are two. I M M U N O X. He thinks. Okay. Immunox or the other one with the neem oil. N E E M oil. Okay. All right. Great. Well, I'm writing that down are right you, now. Okay. So, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Okay, thanks. Take care. Uh, we're going to go talk to Phil. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Good morning, guys. Um, I, I have five raised beds. They're all two by 12 boxes. And everything is very green. It's been great for the past two weeks. But the cucumbers, which are growing to 14, 15 inches long, and they're just straight eight plain old from seed cucumbers the cucumbers are growing but all the foliage has gone yellow the whole rest of the garden all the tomatoes the rest of the squash and everything else is very green but just the cucumbers have gone yellow is there a pest or any ideas i've seen leaf miner primarily has been the only thing that i've seen on my cucumbers so far and it is normal for the older leaves to kind of yellow out. And I haven't looked closely at them, but they do. I don't think the cucumbers do as well in the heat as some of the other things. It could be. It could be. Yeah. And I know it, it probably isn't this case because everything else is doing well, but overwatering can cause the yellowing of the leaves. Last season, our cucumbers were on the, the other side of the garden where the water ran down to it, and they just were perpetually yellow. Put they on, did well, though, right? They, they did fairly well, but you put yeah. them on the other side, and they're thriving. With the same, how long yeah. did they produce? Did they peter out as the? They, they petered out as soon as it got hot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was, uh, I've been noticing that the the production on mine has slowed down already. Um, uh, well, the, there's, I don't know. It's just one plant, and there are four huge cucumbers, but all the foliage has just gone yellow, and I, I just wondered since it's right next to something else, and they all have I, over the years. I've calculated to drip irrigation on every plant to be specific and it's it's pretty good and it was green all the way until last week and i don't think just because this last two days of heat it started going yellow before that gotcha anyway um i also have spaghetti squash in a adjacent box and I made a trellis for it to climb a couple of things. One is we'll, because I have one spaghetti squash that's 10 inches long, six inches diameter. I mean, it's doing very well, but there are four more that are below it that were grown to about four inches size and they've just died off and fallen off the vine. The vine looks good and the leaves look good, but, I'm not sure. Is there something specific that spaghetti squash like as far as either, I don't know, some sort of care and feeding type thing? Or the other question is, will the single spaghetti squash, which is in a bunch of jute twine that I have around, it's not supported underneath, but the vines look very strong. Will it hold until it's full size? It should. It should. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and, I, and I can't think of anything that would be culturally different for that squash versus the others as far as care and feeding. I, I think that would be they would right. be very similar. Yeah, make sure you, you know. do feed them. You know, but just real quick, going back to your cucumber, you know, as David said, the spider mites can cause yellowing leaves too. So if you if you have a chance to to look at it more closely or bring it in, we can look it up under the microscope for you. Look on the underside at the veins. They're they're obviously they're very tiny and difficult to see, but you can sometimes see them okay. moving. All right, and then the last question is: I also have a few different kinds varieties of pumpkin. I have one pumpkin. It's called Prince. I'm sorry, Princess. I don't know. It's kind of a small one, but it's got two 10-inch runners, and they had four pumpkins each on them. I'm sorry, 10-foot runners with maybe four pumpkins on each that got to about three inches in diameter, and they just fell off the vine just yesterday. Could that be the heat? Well, it could be, or it could be. People aren't trampling it or anything stress make sure that they the pumpkins and the squash need constant water and if yeah if there's any disruption. real shorter disruption in the supply that's a much better yeah. word to use they're going to abort the fruit and they do better the hotter it gets so you're kind right. of headed into season on those yeah. and so i'm not that concerned that the earlier stuff has not held Okay. Yeah, the vines look great. The green leaves and, you know, they look strong vines and they're, they've grown 10 feet out from the box. So they're on their way. But all the, all the little fruit got to about four inches and just fell off two days ago. Make, okay. sh- make sure that you do not allow the flow of water to get disrupted. And right. those. They're on, they're on drip and they get about eight inches of water at five in the morning. I'm sorry, eight ounces of water about five in the morning. And then they get four ounces of water at eight in the morning. And then they get another little drink about four 30 in the afternoon. They get about four ounces. That does not sound like very much water. And when you're starting to support a larger, longer vine, it's going to take more and more water as those roots start moving deeper and further out from the, from the water source and so, as the heat picks up too yeah okay make sure i would go out and start digging around under those and see how far out that water is traveling is it does that a, not sound like much yeah is that a single single emitter at the base of the plant it's a single emitter about three inches from the base of the plant and i have a a water meter i don't know one of those things it's 12 inch stick and you stick it in and it says moisture and I go a foot out in all directions, and a, and the boxes are about a foot down, and then I've got uh, hardware cloth underneath. There, it's it's registering quite damp all the way a foot out from the base of the single vine. Well, yeah, it sounds like you know what you're doing. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, the key would be to make sure that, and, and it sounds like you're doing it, that the, yeah. you're getting out the base, you know, a foot or so beyond the, the stem of the plant. Correct. When, yeah. when I am planting my squash, last year I put them in a probably a two to three foot diameter circle. And that's what I watered as the seeds came up. But as summer progressed and they'd been growing for a couple of months, I had to extend out the circle another foot or two. And it was still mm. tough with a hose running and filling that basin to keep them 
moist enough, and that's in to hold the fruit in the soil that's yeah. that's heavier dirt than in your raised bed. So yeah. make sure that even I think a foot is not may not be far enough. So you're going a foot out okay. on each side. I I would hope that those roots that are from a ten foot vine are going further than that. So I would look at at the watering because that's the only thing that you've said that really is a variable. Yeah. Yeah. And it concerns me. Mm. Okay. All right. Checking the water. Okay. Okay. Have a great weekend, Phil. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for the help. Anytime. Take care. Bye. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Phil in, uh, in San Diego about watering. Or yeah, part, one of his box, questions yeah. was, was, was about watering. And that's, you know, with people that, when people come into the store and they're having problems with, they're having problems with stuff that's grown in their garden or their, their landscaping or yard, I would say, Ninety nine percent of the time, it's it's water. a it's a water issue. You are right. unless unless it's unless there's some kind of physical damage, right? Uh, it's it's going to be a water issue, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be either too much or too little. And in most cases, it's from my experience, it's too little. My dad still mocks me for that. Too much or too little. Well, That's what you say about everything. I know my my experience is is people have a tendency to water too frequently. But not long. But enough. not long. But not, enough. Yeah, so, not enough. So it's quantity. like, it's one of those things where yeah, you're watering, and we get that. Well, I'm watering, you know, all the time. But it's like, well, yeah, but you're not. The water's not getting to the root system. You need to water it a little bit longer, yeah. a little bit less frequently. Typically, again, it's well, not all the at, case, always the case. And as the weather warms up, right. and the days continue to get longer for the next two days, right? Three days. Three days. Yeah. Um, the increase, the the needed. For water increases dramatically, and then the the longer the vine, the larger the leaves of the plant, yeah. uh, the more water they need. And I guarantee you, my summer and winter squash that I was growing last summer, the butternuts and all of those things, they were getting gallons of water, 
and I would try to go every two or three days, but usually that was a an error on my part, and I'd have to to do it almost every day. And those were in pots or in the ground? No, they were in the ground. Yeah, so in the ground you can get away with a little bit longer uh, duration between waterings than in a pot. Yeah, see that. Yeah. And a raised bed a ra- is effectively a large container. Right. And depending on what it's sitting on as well. I mean, if it's sitting on a patio slab, that would be different than it was if it was sitting see, on, on soil. On, on yeah. soil. Pervious right. soil. Yeah, see, see the the tomatoes that I have that are they're on, they're on the pool deck. They're in full sun. They get full sun all day long. They're in twenty gallon twenty gallon containers, and there's two plants per pot. They get water pretty much every day. And, I mean, they get gallons of water every day. And and it's going to depend on where yeah he live lives. In, yeah, yeah, you live by the water. Maybe it's so it's cooler. Much. You don't yeah. have to do it as much. But I have noticed on my cucumbers that the older leaves look pretty crummy, and I haven't. I've noticed the leaf miner because that requires no talent on my part. You can see them <laughs> running, see through, running through, but I way. haven't done any more than that to to see. I have seen what looks like spider mite damage on tomatoes on the interior. The older leaves of the tomatoes are getting destroyed. And it's not even uh, winter. I know. I I think it might have something to do with my buying plants early from six packs and putting them into four-inch pots and not taking good care of them on the side of my driveway before planting them a couple of months later. So they were stressed and susceptible yes. to, to pests. Yeah. Yeah. You need spiders. I do. Do spiders eat spider mites? I believe they. Yeah, yeah. May you not. look that they up. They after. may not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but horticultural oil last yeah, week. They'll take care of. It. I think took care of it for my neighbor's tomato plants. I didn't take any responsibility when I said, "Oh, it looks like you have mites on your plants." Ugh, wonder how that happened. <laughs> Let me bring over some Monterey horticultural oil. They do eat spider mites. Okay. Is that part of the? Metric tons of, of yeah, meat the that they consume. Million tons that they eat. Yes, it's a lot. You have so, to eat a lot of spider mites to get a ton of yes meat. You have to eat a lot of spider mites to get an ounce. Exactly. <laughs> Although I've, we, we've had some tomato plants brought in in the winter months that, that have probably have several pounds of spider, spider mites, mites on, them. on them. So what have we harvested? Blackberries, apricots. Yes, you did. Yeah, those were squash. good. Those ones that you brought in yesterday. Those were those apricot good. or apricot. Apricot. Apricot or apricot? apricot. Yeah, three to one. Apricot, sir. So, so apricots. Um, and I, I, I have any. not harvested any. But I, then again, have my, my tree is pretty much just rootstock. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful tree. I mean, it's got is a Is it a really citation, like, a beautiful citation? I don't know. It was, it, the, what I planted was a Katie, but the Katie is long gone. Um, yeah, but she it, moved it, across it, the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Durham. It's a, but but, it's a, but it's, a, it's a beautiful tree. It's got a great form to it because we once i figured out that it was the rootstock i told me i said hey, i think it, i think yeah, i'll, I think I'll take i think i'm going to take it out because it's not going to do much and she goes but it looks so good over there in the corner yeah. so well, and you i can have gra- an or- and i have an ornamental apricot in you the, can graft on it every yeah spring. i was gonna say That's you right. can you late can do winter you can be it, grafting but, yeah. but if it's a pretty tree it's a pretty tree yeah do you um pick do you like tangy apricots or apricots do you wait till they're totally ripe and fantastic or do you Pick them a little before. Have you paid any attention to that? Because I, I like, like them, them with a little bit of tang. Yeah, uh, I like them. I, I, I like them sweet. And then the outer fruit sometimes gets sunburn, mm-hmm. and so it gets a little more strength to the flesh. But Lovely. that has a different flavor to it too. Which yeah. I do. You like that? No, no. no. I, I do. Okay. I like, yeah. So then I'll apricot tomato or something like that. <laughs> something like that. 
Um, I also had my, I think I, last week I had my first Dapple Supreme. Ooh. And it was from one of the ones I bought a year ago and then finally planted earlier this winter. And it has fruit on it. And they're Very really good. good. And it's early. It's, oh, that's an, that's it's an Aprium, right? Uh, Pluot. 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 I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry, yes. Yeah, it's, but it's hard a, to keep track. I know. I, uh, yeah, those. Uh, Kurt used to bring them in every once in a while. They're pretty tasty. They, I've never... I think, well, Dapple Supreme, Dapple Dandy. Okay. Um, Flavor Grenade. Flavor are all, Grenade. They're all really yeah. good. And then the different apricots or apricots and apriums. Apriums, if nobody told you they were different, an aprium, you would think it's an apricot or an apricot, depending on where you are in the spectrum. But the tree looks like an apricot. Now I'm starting to say it. I can't. The tree looks like an apricot. It gets trained and pruned like an apricot. The fruit looks like an apricot. And a pluot is a cross with a plum and an apricot, as is an aprium. But it is all plum. It looks like a plum tree. The fruit looks like a plum, a a, a funky one, but it looks like a plum. And you train and 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 trim the trees like a plum, but it is a cross. It, it's kind of confusing, but it gives us some neat fruit. Yeah, interesting fruit. Are, are you seeing uh, thrip damage on your spicy nectar plums or nectarines? Oh, I had a couple of those this week. What's oh, that? yes. Nectar plum? Spicy nectar plum. The oh. thrip damage gives them oh. that, that mottled rough, netting yeah, look to it. Right. Rough yes. edges on it. Yeah. Yes, I don't think I've ever had a nectarine. At home, that doesn't have that on it. So you don't go out it. there and prophylactically spray with spinosad or something? Heck, no. I planned on that this year, but it didn't actually happen. I'm <laughs> starting to get like you. I cannot believe <laughs> that you said me, you, and prophylactically treated in the same sentence. When have <laughs> I ever not waited until it was way too late to try and take care of something? Never. Okay, I just wanted to be clear. Wanted to be clear. There's always hope. Um, There's always I forgot hope. about the spicy. I had a couple of those. No. I had a oh, man, pixie. That, I think that's one of the best fruit. It's one of those best, you know, yeah. stone fruit. You but know. you know, snow queen nectarine. Year, snow queen nectarine. Yeah, those are pretty darn good. I think ours are about ready. Which is making me Close. think it's the white nectarine and the white spicy nectar plum. That you which like best. the nectar plum is that you get the red foliage from the plum, right? But the fruit, the tree. Everything is treated as a nectarine, and it does, and it even gets peach leaf curl like a nectarine. Yes, it's just you like can. a nectarine, it's mm-hmm. like a peach. Did you harvest anything? I did have a no. tomato, and I've been harvesting cucumbers. We harvested a cucumber. I think Capri ate the first tomato. I didn't get to it yet. I think Melanie might have harvested some rosemary. Yeah, was just, yeah was, <laughs> other than basil and thyme and things like that, which you know we've used a little of that. Oh, uh, wanted to let people know after a long drought. We have, uh, we've got milkweed in the store in in Poway. I'm we definitely have milkweed. We, I don't know if we have the fascicularis. We, we, we did get some fascicularis in, we and we did get some species. I thought you were going to say that in July, uh, Saturday morning classes were coming back to board the that's stores. What July that's 10th. what I thought. That's you what I thought July tenth. But we can't back. talk about that now because it's time to go. Yeah. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next Saturday with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. 
That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.